This here, listeners, is part two of our chat with the incredible Adam Eli. Now, if you haven't heard part one, head back to your feed, listen to part one first, then come back here for part two. Take it away, Adam. So tell us about your upbringing then. Where did, where did you, so where are you right now? I'm fascinated by the, the picture and the cabinet behind you. I really, I'm afraid that they'll yell at me so I can't show you the whole place. But um, I'm in my apartment um, and this uh-huh. is, this is not my bookshelf, which is like real, the real glam is. But um, I'm in my apartment <laughs> in um, Greenwich Village. I live right by Washington Square Park. And nice. um, my rule with my apartment is if it couldn't have been in the first class lounge on the Titanic, um, it can't come into the apartment. I love so, that. <laughs> it's, and someone was like, oh, well, like, not that they were like, we're letting Jews up there or anything. But uh, <laughs> except for like, I think there was like one Jewish couple and it was like literally Levi Strauss. Um, but Ed- <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But yeah, so it's all about like Edwardian old lady glamour. It's, that's what I'm seeing uh, from where I'm st- sitting. It's like me a beautiful too. Like I, portrait. I, 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 I oh, like, it's lovely. A wooden glass cabinet with gold sort of bits everything in the corners. Gilt. It's beautiful. I thought Fake you were in flowers. your mum's apartment. That's what yeah. I thought I was going to say. Like old lady yeah. died and I just like moved in. Right. Well, so right. Like that's, your, your, that's your vibe. Your eyes have slightly come alive as you started talking about it. I'm noticing. <laughs> so next time I'm in New York, or we're all in New York, we're going shopping for antiques and stuff because it's absolutely and lots of like greek antiques lots of like homo greek (laughs) antiques and stuff where do you stand on like a doily like a you know like a lace (laughs) thing on shelves in cupboards because that's always quite grandma i think i love a little lace thing and i love them under a porcelain bowl of fake flowers and fruit Yes. <laughs> oh, there's the fake element as well. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's like my um, my mother-in-law. She um, has some very strong opinions about interior design, and um, <laughs> and like she'll come to, she'll come to our house and say, I mean, it's actually I've you know over the years I've started to kind of uh, you know retaliate, but she'll she'll come she'll say you've got to get curtains, you've got to get curtains, you've got mm. to get a lovely pelmet there and some swag things and blah blah blah, and um, she'll just say, oh that's a terrible, that's a terrible chair, that's terrible, <laughs> and and I I um started to say to her, well you know what, um, there's some things that I don't like in your house, yeah. but I use my inside voice about it, <laughs> and <laughs> and she was like, oh I see, so it's she's kind of muted a bit, but she'll say things like. Um, you know what you need there is a lovely plastic plant. Like yes, wow. exactly. I think she and I would get. I think she and I have very similar tastes. <laughs> I think you do. No, yeah. you do, certainly do. So much, so many rules around interior design of like what it is to be dot dot dot, isn't it? And it's it's it actually really applies to what we're talking about. It's like this unwritten system that you are somehow stepping outside of by doing certain things. I just I just find it so odd. I think it's I think that there's like again structure but the thing is I think it's like as long as you're I think that's fine I think it's great to have strong ideas about what you what you like and to know what you like is a really in in all ways Mm. in in your life in sex and everything it's really important to know what you like and to know your own power but I think what's where it gets where it gets me is when you're judgmental about others others likes that's where it becomes a problem Mm. and that's where my mother and mother-in-law um, needs to shut up sometimes <laughs> but anyway we're going back to you and growing oh. up but, but people come to my apartment and they're always like yeah like i really like it here but like your taste isn't for me and it's like okay fine don't live in a turn of the century english country house 
while I do. Um, and so I grew up in Westchester, which is just outside of the city. Um, and the thing about my family was, um, it's not that we were super religious as much as we were extremely, extremely, extremely Jewish. Everything around me was Jewish. Everyone around me was Jewish. We talked about Judaism all the time. Um, and then I went to high school in Manhattan um, at an Orthodox school, which was pretty difficult. And then I went to college in LA. Why? Why was it difficult? It was difficult. Sort of, I would say, like, insert your sort of, you know, 101, um, like, I was gay. Everyone around me was religious. Um, you know, girls had to wear skirts down to their knees. And um, it was very, the school was seen as very progressive because boys and girls were allowed to study Torah in the same room together, but we did oh not, my have, God. but we did not have gym together. Mm. Um, but with that said, it was also in Manhattan and then I went to LA and then I moved back here. But what I, what I always say is that but, because there are a lot of stories about how, you know, queer kids that grew up religious and really struggled because of that. And I think that mm. that is important and really, really valid. And that is a part of my story. And I write about it in the book. Mm. But w the story I want to tell now is that I genuinely believe that after a couple of years of that, that Judaism acts as the framework for my queer activism. And I think that my Judaism enriches my queerness and vice versa. I don't just think, it's not like I found a way to settle. I genuinely think that being queer and Jewish, just like Howard Ashman, is like the greatest gift ever so haha -ha to both of you <laughs> <laughs> that's what we wanted to hear yeah and, and, yes and when and then tell me about your amazing grandmother who's very sassy who would sort of used to sit reading the newspaper going yes. look how amazing these jewish people are Exactly. And so that was so that sort of speaks to that same thing we were talking about in the museum, you know, she would just sit there and she just she would she said she's said like we are she would look at us dead in the eye and say, we are the luckiest people in the world to be both Jewish and American and believing every word of it. And sometimes she would just look at us and she would just be like, Jewish people have the most brilliant minds and then like turn back to her newspaper. <laughs> and so yes. and so with with like the young like with the younger queer kids and the activist group like in the activist group that I'm a part of I always say like being queer is the best thing ever you know like I always say like oh like they're straight like don't bother with that like we don't we're like walking on a higher order than that like we don't need that like and yeah. I had some young kid tell me that some straight person was like him he was like so is that just like your personality like talking about being queer the entire time and the kid was like hell yeah it is and i was like good good like you tell them what's up um so i try to replicate that where i just say like you know i'm always saying on my instagram i'm like god is gay and being gay is the greatest thing ever you're welcome congratulations uh, to everyone congratulations chris and alan oh thank you <laughs> thank this woman named abby stein who is incredible um i think that her the title of her book speaks for itself. The title of her book is Becoming Eve, My Journey from Ultra-Orthodox Rabbi to Transgender Woman. Mm. And she comes from a much more Jewish background than me and still has that with her, obviously. And she's mm. saying that, like, queerness is a blessing from God. Like, look at how it has enriched the world. Look at how mm. it has enriched culture. And look at, like what difference has created in the world as a direct furniture. result of it. Look at my homo furniture. Look at Alan <laughs> in black lipstick. You know what I mean? Like, 
That's actually your moustache, isn't it, Alan? Unless you've got black lipstick on. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Adam was referring to my look right now. Yeah. I'm not wearing um, black lipstick. I have been known to pop on a bit of... I think, it, yes, it's interesting that sort of... Um, it's funny to talk to you about that because I... Looking back on images of myself over the years, obviously, I've um, done a lot of queer things. And I, I just it's sort of... It's just me. It's just what I, I... When I go into a photo shoot, I'm much more likely to put... For them to like put guy liner on me and do some, you know something bizarre, then I'm going to stand in a suit and look nice. I mean, I do that sometimes, but I just think that's sort of um, it's funny. It's, it's it's nice actually. Thank you for for saying all that. Um, but oh. it's not about me. It's about you. Um, uh, I wanted to talk, talk about your the the activism group that you that you started. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Um, so there's Voices for. Uh, it's called Voices for, and there is a London-based chapter that is active and wonderful and filled with some of the singular oh, yes. coolest young people that I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. And the activist group is based on the same principle that queer people anywhere are responsible for queer people everywhere. And so right. if you are queer and you believe that you have an obligation to show up for other queer people, that's it. That is the fundamental, that is the fundamental principle. And How yeah, we have stop. It started by mistake, as uh, many a queer things do. Um, it was a, in direct response to what was happening in Chechnya. It was meant to be a march, um, but then after the march, there was so much. Yeah. Will you just say, because some people, you know, it, it sort of gets lost what actually is going on in Chechnya, because it's still happening now, isn't it? Yes, it is. So basically what's happening in Chechnya is that Chechnya is a Russian puppet state. Um, they have resources that Russia needs, and so... Russia just basically lets them do whatever they want. He's a puppet of Putin. The dictator um, at the head of Chechnya, I'm going to mispronounce his name, um, has openly said that you know no, there are no gay people in Chechnya. Yes. And yes. in Chechnya, there is state-sanctioned violence, which means that queer people are picked up on the street by uh, police. They are brought to centers. One could call them concentration camps um, where they are interrogated uh, to turn over more gay people. They are raped and beaten and sometimes killed. Also, mm -hmm. honor killings are very common where the family murders them. Um, this is happening in super open in the public. There is a there's a famous pop star named Zaleen, Zaleem Khan Bakayev. Uh, Zaleem, there's a photo of Zaleem and the dictator. He was like truly you know, actually famous, like on TV. And he came home for like 15 hours for his sister's wedding. And he has gone missing. The state produced an image of him saying he's still alive. Then his mother was like, no. So this is real. And it's really happening. Mm -hmm. This is so shocking. And, and there's a really interesting docu documentary recently. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, Welcome to Chechnya. Welcome to yeah. Chechnya. Yeah, it's really harrowing so that's what that's what started your your, your it was a march about that yes that started your group it was a march about that which accidentally became a larger group and then um two how years, how um so we basically after the first march we were like oh my we had a meeting to debrief we were like oh my god that went so well and then we were like okay now what well now like we're all friends we all know each other all this cool stuff happened and we just and it was so obvious, you know, we hadn't solved the issue um and <laughs> we just decided to keep on meeting and then we opened international chapters. So we have chapters in London and Berlin, which mm -hmm. is just so mighty and so incredible. And I love the London chapter, especially because they are on the forefront of talking about intersex rights and also trans mm. trans issues. And that just 
yeah, I just think it's, it's really, really cool. Uh, uh, what do you, what do you do? So we, they're a direct action act. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that they do. First of all, is we work. So something I don't like, I don't even know. So like the, we, they do so many, if they organize protests, they support protests, they do community building. They do, they do so, I'm just going to give you an example. So mm-hmm. Voices Berlin went to, there were two prides right on the border of Poland and Germany. And so they went to Poland where all of this terrible, terrible state-sanctioned queer violence is going on, had a pride there, and then marched across the bridge to Berlin, I'm getting shivers saying it, and had pride there to show international queer solidarity. And that was one of the actions that Voices for um, Berlin was a part of recently. Um, And so it's just so, so cool. And at like at London Trans Pride, which I think was like September 12th, maybe uh, was this month, um, a bunch of Voices kids went and they said, you know, here's a meeting spot. If you don't want to go alone, you can come with us. Uh, just be here at this time, you know, bring a sign mm-hmm. and things like that. And if people want to get involved, like, you know, is there a profile they can visit and go? Definitely. It's Voices for LDN, Voices for London. And but um, Adam, is it right that you said that you wouldn't do the thing now of asking people to 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 meet on a corner in in America? I, me personally, or in general? Because well, we, Alan and I were talking about it earlier that because um, one one of the first things you ever did wasn't it was that you got people to meet up who yes. were feeling um, well. I'll let you tell the story, but perhaps now you're feeling that maybe you wouldn't do that so much. Yes, that is true. So basically what I used to do at the very, very beginning before I really had any type of um, following or hate (laughs) on the internet (laughs) is I would tell people, I'd say, you know, if you're upset about what Trump is doing, meet me at X time and X place. And the first time that I ever did that was at the Pulse Orlando massacre. I just kept, I just kept on posting after Pulse and people kept saying, what do we do? And I was like, fuck if I know, what am I supposed to do? And so then there was a memorial and I just said, if you want to meet me at Two Boots Pizza, you can. And that way you won't go alone. And 30 people went. And so I used to do a lot of that. But then there was an incident in which I got um, attacked on the street. Um, And since then, I've been a little more apprehensive. But I will say things like, see you at Stonewall at four. But I won't be Mm. like meet me at this corner because I used to be like meet me at this corner two blocks away Mm. from this protest at this time if you want to go alone. And Mm. I've had to stop doing that. That's when you got attacked because you did because of you you said that and someone attacked you when it, uh, no it was a very interesting moment so I was wearing um, I was carrying like a pink it's this designer Susan Alexandra basically it looks like as if you took one of Barbie's purses and like human sized it Love it's like it. a glittery pink chandelier um, and I was yes. wearing my shirt my jacket which has a big pink triangle and says never again is now on it which is both you know queer and Jewish and I was wearing my pink kippa. Mm-hmm. And so at first this man was talking to me about, he was saying like, I didn't really understand what he was saying. I thought he was just being homophobic. And then I started filming once I understood what he was can, saying. Where, what, where, can I just ask where was this, Adam? This was exactly. in, the, in the subway, in the subway wow. about like on like, I think it was like 28th street on a, mm-hmm. on a Sunday. So like, mm-hmm. bam, mm-hmm. smack in the middle of Manhattan in the video. Mm-hmm. There are tons of people everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And he basically was saying, you need to take your kippah off because you're presenting as visibly gay and it's wrong to be gay and Jewish. And so once I understood what he was saying to me, I was like, okay, well, like, 
that's interesting. So I like, mm-hmm. so I, and I wasn't going to do it because, you know, I've spent my whole life with people telling me how to be Jewish and how to be gay. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. Um, and, you know, and he started chatting and cursing at me in Hebrew, like he was clearly learned. So it was about me presenting queer and Jewish, not mm. Jewish or not just queer. Mm. And then I wasn't sure what to do about it, but I wasn't sure if I should post it online because I was like, why would I post more hate? But it was, you know, the attack on trans women and gender nonconforming people in this city and in this country is so unfathomable and so difficult to manage. The other day I was, I got so upset and actually posted something online because I was so upset as I couldn't keep track I literally, I could not keep track of the names of the people that had died this past week. Um, and so I posted it to show, I was like, this is the hate that I am getting in the mm. middle of Manhattan, like a white cis sometimes passing for a straight guy is getting. Can you, in the middle of a very safe, crowded area, can you even begin to imagine what it would look like if I was a person of color, if I was black? If I was in a pair of heels, if I was in a dress and you could see my chest hair. And so I posted it as a way of saying, like, this is the hate that I'm getting. Can you even imagine what's going on over there? And you you had a thing that you wanted to try and pass on the exposure, didn't you? Because people started contacting you and you were like, don't talk to me. Talk to black trans women who get way worse every day. And Exactly. And so it was a double thing where, so one is I had some local news and I said, you can only run the story if you explain the reason why I'm doing it. And then the worst part is I had someone, a, um, a gender nonconforming person of color explain it to me is that I was out there saying that I was saying, please look instead at black trans women and the abuse that they're getting on the subway. Mm. And everyone was saying like, oh, like you're so great for doing it. Like my friend was like, this is privilege. Like this is an example of mm-hmm. cis privilege and male privilege and gay male privilege is that I'm out there saying, please look at, use this as an example to look at the way black trans women are treated in public. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, Adam, like Bravo. you're so Bravo. great. You're so brave. Yeah. And then black trans women are saying the same exact thing. They're saying, mm-hmm. yeah, we are not safe. We cannot go on the subway. And everyone's like, ugh. Like you're making so like you're so angry and like you're so loud. Do you even have to dress like that? Like it's your own fault. Yeah. And so mm. we're Couldn't s- you smile. Exactly. <laughs> we're saying the same exact thing. Mm. And I'm getting patted on the back and they're getting killed. Yeah. No, that is absolutely true. I, I think it's also interesting to make a point and then to, to point out that you're being the very way you're being treated for making the point is the point itself. Yeah. You know, it's just a sad sort of um, spiral that we're in, in in our culture. Yes, I'm, I mean, I, I'm in, intrigued about where do your parents uh, live, and where do they live on the sort of spectrum of how they interact with your views on uh, queerness and Judaism. So they live outside of Westchester, and they really struggled. I'm um, sorry, no, they live outside of the city in a place called Westchester, which is sort of like suburbia. Uh, yeah. um, and it's they... kind of like posh, it's like a bit sick, affluent. Yeah. Is it quite a Jewish area? I know quite a lot of Jewish people live there. Is it, is it, it's is quite it, a Jewish area, big, and yeah. um, there's like land and green grass, but it's close to the city. Yeah. Mm. There's um, a private airport. There so is like, a small I airport. There, so. I don't you know get, if I've ever been, but there is an air, There is a Westchester airport. Yeah, I think it's more for private planes. That makes sense. When I was not identifying as Jewish, it was very difficult for them. 
when I was talking about how, because when I first came out, I was like, I hate being Jewish. Being Jewish is my cross to bear, pun intended. Like, it's just such a nightmare. And that was really hard for them. But when I started mm-hmm. talking about how being queer enriched my Judaism, they were like, yes. And they're like all about that. <laughs> and the oh, book is good. the book is dedicated to my two grandmothers, which is, of course, an homage to my parents. That's lovely. That's so cool. And, and what about your brothers? Um, my brothers are great. They're all super straight. Um, like as gay as I am, they are straight and they're super, (laughs) super, super supportive. I had everyone in my family read the book before it went to the publisher in case, you know, there was something they didn't want out there or something like that. And it was all great. But Adam, do you feel that with your activism that you have like a gang who, or do you feel like you operate in a sort of vacuum when you don't really know? Um, what other people are doing who have similar jobs to you. Like I'm thinking about Jamila Jamil, for example, who's an incredible activist who obviously you know, but do you feel like you operate as part of a gang who all support each other? Okay, first of all, Jamila Jamil, like such an icon and such a Mm. legend. I I stand and I I just, I love her. Um, (laughs) And um, I would say, yeah, I think that, I would say that it's really a community. Like, and I would say, you know, that, that community, like I know a lot, like I was looking through, you know, your other episodes. And I know a lot of those guests and I look up to a lot of those guests, um, which had me feeling like a little nervous, but also really excited. And um, there's definitely like a chosen family element. And like when you go, like, because things in New York City have been so intense. And so we, you know, we've been going to protests two or three times a week and in June, almost every day, and you see the same people and you can call the same people. And there are a lot of people that work in this space of queerness and you can rely on each other and we check up on each other and it's just, mm. I'm getting all warm thinking about it. Yeah. There's absolutely a chosen family. And to be able to have that when I come to London or Berlin is so cool <laughs> that, yeah. you know, it's just so exciting. And like my, um, my young friend, um, Matthias, who's sort of like a mentee to me, he was a member of Voices. Um, and he is going to London alone. Um, he can't stay in the U S for right now. And so, and I gave him a bunch of copies of my book and he's going to go and introduce, I'm going to make a bunch of introductions for him. He's going to give them copies of my book, you know? And so Mm. that way, like that community, we're global community. That's incredible. That's great. What next for you? What do you want to, where do you imagine in 10 years time? Like what would you, um, I definitely want to have kids for sure. Um, do you have a partner, Adam? I don't have a partner. I am single. Young and single and ready to mingle yeah, with exactly. you. Hit him <laughs> up in the DMs, people. Yeah, That's right. Slide into those DMs. Like. Very, very, <laughs> very, like every, all my friends come from Instagram. Why not? But when you were talking about having kids and um, something that comes up, now and again on the podcast and stuff and would you like to adopt or would you like to do surrogacy or obviously you, you don't might not know my dad is a penis doctor who specializes in male infertility so shut up i think that he a penis doctor yeah a dick doc a pecker checker um <laughs> maze maze labs is my father's um com- my father's office um very queer friendly and Great. I think that he will have pretty strong opinions on that, but also it's something I have to talk about with my partner. But why would, as well, in he would have, why would his opinions be strong? In which way would they be strong? Well, he specializes in male infertility and in, and in vitro, vitro. Mm. like that's what he does for a living. Yeah. So he would want you to do that. I'm not sure, but I think that 
it will be, all I know is that it will be a spirited conversation because I'm certainly interested in adoption. Um, there are a lot of options and I am imagining mm-hmm. that there's going to be many, many Jewish opinions about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. I love that. I love that about um, Jewish culture that every, like, okay, here's, we're on the table. This is it. Okay, let's begin. Let's see yeah. what's, let's see it, the range of opinions and the argument we're going to have about this. Yes. It's so good. Do you know I'm an honorary Jew, according to many, many old Jewish ladies that I meet on the street? Because in The Good Wife, I played a Jewish person called Eli Gold. And uh, like, so I, and I, I for when that was on, on TV, I'd meet all these little ladies and they would on the street and they'd go, hey, you, you play a good Jew. I would get that. Like, oh, thank you so much. That's so nice. What a lovely compliment. Also, <laughs> again, this is me just like bringing this up a million times. But again, like Cabaret is such a Jewish artifact and Jewish piece that any totally. type of association or iconic association with that, I think, is also... Mm. Totally. Thank you so much. Um, Thank the, you. The, the name of your book is the, um, the new queer conscience. new queer conscience, and um, it's got a lovely pink cover with a little sort of uh, drawing of Adam on it, and it's really fabulous. And this has been a really lovely thing to t- chat to you. And please say hello to your lovely family. I and uh, thank you so much voices. for me. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Voices four, the number four, is the name of um, Adam's group yeah thanks so much thank you so much i feel like if i didn't think queerness and jewishness was the best thing at the beginning of this i certainly (laughs) do by the end and i certainly am back into rococo furniture i can tell you that much (laughs) (laughs) so listeners you heard us talk a little bit about adam's interior design but after the interview (laughs) finished we got the full tour of oh his my amazing flat. Alan, it what was, was the highlight for you? I'm just wondering what it might be. Um, I think it was the life-size Princess Diana cutout. <laughs> maybe maybe it was that, yes. Adam had a Princess Diana cutout. And we're remarking about the fact, not only did he have a Princess Diana cutout, but it was a Princess Diana cutout dress. Uh, it was a picture of her on that night, that apocryphal, well, it wasn't apocryphal, mm. it was real, that amazing night when she went, when Prince Charles was on telly talking about his infidelity with Camilla Parker Bowles. And, she, and Princess Diana went to a, an event at the Serpentine Gallery. I think it was the Serpentine Gallery. Looking absolutely fucking stunning. It was a, it was like Whoa. the most fuck you, you know. I'm still here. I'm better. You're in my wake, bitch. Kind of uh, thing. And he's got a cut <sighs> yes. out of that 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 uh, uh, image of her. I think that's really interesting. <laughs> he's such a hoot. He's such a hoot. And like, I love people who are, you know, do incredible stuff, but are actually just really relaxed and funny and silly. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like the um. I think that that is... And I love these just like taken, you know, tradition, tradition, musical mm. reference. Do you know where that's from? I don't because my music Fiddler on the Roof. Is... Fiddler okay, on the Roof. You should have, the Jewish thing should have been a clue. But that he's taken his tradition and the, all the great things about his tradition of, of Judaism and seen what are the great things about that mm. community and bringing them and trying and bringing them in and showing that as a lesson to Queen. I think it's such a great example i honestly get a bit choked up when i think about it and when i read about it this idea that none of these people are alone and there has been a sort of silent system to make people feel like they're alone you know and um i think it's beautiful and he's gonna go on and do way more incredible stuff 
that was that. Listeners, um, please uh, tell us what you think about young uh, Adam Eli and the, our interview with him. And you can write to us at hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Or you can go to Instagram, uh, which is at Homo Sapiens. You can get in touch with us there. And if you want, you can, while you're there, you can, since you've got your phone out, you could buy yourself a t-shirt or a sweater at everpress.com forward slash Homo Sapiens. And also, uh, you know, tell us what you think. You can review us as well on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. And you you can maybe win a t-shirt if we choose your review. Uh, next week in um, the Homo Sapiens Extra. And also, I think that we want to know what kind of merch you think we should get. Yes, yes. And we also want you to hit subscribe. All right, everybody. This was such fun. And we'll see you next time and look forward to hearing from you. Bye, Christopher. Lots of love. Bye. Thanks, listeners. Bye. Powered by Spirit Studios.